You are now tuned in to the sounds of Big Nate Sports Talk. It's on all the time, anytime. With a Tycon flow snap, if it like the Nikon. Been cold, but the vibe warm. Keep it locked like the vice arm. They got her twisted like the coat arm. Heart something froze like the snowstorm. Her toe bag matched the throat charm. She from the land of the sand where they flex so subtle when a drink mint muddle. Left home in her man. In the game that he played for the sand in the shade. She parades you to square in her shades. She like why you do that. Niggas been accepted. Yeah, I'm pretty restless. Long as the check is addressed to a residence. She sell pill therapy. She beats in on clearance. But she shopping for clarity. Reap what she sold for the dividend. Know what time is the medicine. Copping the wristwatch. Cartier with the bezel on the credit. The man and her's weapons do. I swear she. She's so sadistic, defensive, pessimistic. You are now tuned in to Big Nate Sports Talk, the show that's on all the time, anytime. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe for all content. And now, ladies and gentlemen, your host, Nathan Snell. Bring your sports game with Big Nate Sports Talk. First of all, listen, uh, it's interesting about all these young guys today. They never call on us and say, hey, thanks for the kind word and tell me how great a player I am. But when they play like crap and we call them out, they, we don't know what we're talking about. Listen, I'm easy to find. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're all having a great Wednesday. Um, this is your host, Nathan Snell of Big Nate Sports Talk Podcast. I know it's been about a week since you last heard from me and last saw me. Um, before we get into the video, there's a few things I like to say up front. So all my ideas that I have planned, videos, I'm still going to get those out to y'all. I'm hopefully uh, this weekend, got a little bit more, uh, some little bit more time, uh, just been focused with school and some other things outside of YouTube. Um, those things will be coming down the pipe soon. Um, this is episode 22 of the podcast, season 11. Uh, we're going to kind of extend season 11 a little bit. bit. We're probably going to get like at least like six, maybe seven more episodes before we go to season 12. Um, the Maryland football. Um, we play Wisconsin this weekend. I will get that out. I'll get, get that out to you guys by tomorrow, uh, if not Friday at the latest, because uh, I got to recap the last two weeks of Maryland football. This week we were on a bye, and now we're kind of getting to the second half of our schedule because we got like five five weeks, five or six weeks left of college football for Maryland, and then that's it. Um, I hope to have Nicholas Rosario on here for the World Series recap. The Phillies won the Miles Houston Astros last night, <laughs> game three, seven, nothing. Um, also, to identify the Baltimore Ravens 
recap of Tampa Bay from the Thursday night game. We're going to have that up. I'll have that up in a little bit. So let's get into it. We all know why you're here. We're going to start with the Washington Commanders versus the Indianapolis Colts, as I need to fix that. I need to space out Indianapolis and the Colts. Um, there we go. The Sunday night, the Sunday afternoon game, the Washington Commanders defeated those Colts 17 16. Okay, where do I begin? Um, it was a good win. Um, you know, this is now Tallahanke's second game as a start, as a uh, as this now starter until Carson comes back. A um, couple things that stood out to me: we found the way to win this game. Uh, you know, the, watching the last two weeks, uh, our running game was a strength, and. It just did not seem – we didn't seem to get it going against the Colts. You know, Brian Robinson and, and Antonio Gibson, they combined for 37 yards on – they had 39 yards combined together. Um, Taylor Heineke and Curtis Samuel, I think they had about 29 yards on the ground as well. Um, even though – Antonio Gibson was found. He got him got involved. I mean, he did finish the year. I mean, that's he did finish the season. Excuse me, he did finish the game with seven. Was it seven catches? Because um, there was the the two particularly to went on the game winning drive. He had two back to back catches. Um, it was interesting before going into the fourth quarter. We just only. Gained only only had 22 yards, and it had that turnover, which was there, which was on the second, on the fourth possession. Um, I, I think going forward, offense is going to be key for Washington. Um, you know, we we've been, I, know I have been hard on the defense, but I think it's going to take defense offensively. Guys have got to, guys have got to make plays. And not do too much. I think that starts with Scott Turner, but also to think if you know everyone's been saying Taylor Heine- Taylor Heineke is a shot in the arm, you know, it, it also starts with him because he did have the he did bounce back from that mistake. Because remember, it was the first play we were up to it was nine to seven in the fourth quarter. Uh, Taylor Heineke, for the most part, in the pocket, I was uncomfortable. There was the pass he threw over the middle, which Shaq Leonard. Uh, intercepted and that gave Indianapolis to take the three the three point lead with the the Naeem Hines touchdown. And looking at how he persevered on that, turned around 82 yards on 12 plays, which brought it back to I'm sorry, no, we they were up 16 at that point, 16 to nine, excuse me, and then 12 plays, 82 82 yards, Joey Slide field goal. So you see that he learned from the mistakes. He the ability to extend plays, find open receivers. Like, I'm gonna give Taylor Heineke his flowers. Like he did the necessary things to win 
the game. I just think that um, it's going to take the offense to be consistent. Now, also, too, in the same on the flip side of that, the defense, they forced so they, they, they forced two key turnovers. Because, um, I mean, for four straight weeks, let's just be honest, those first four weeks, we're not that great as a defense, defense creating turnovers. You know, we were down 7-3, uh, going late in the second and in the first half. Indianapolis in the first was in the red zone. Um, Sam Ellinger, uh, literally, uh, it looked like just like bees <laughs> on just swarming him, and he got and he fumbled the ball. Uh, then there was the third in the third quarter. We were in, it was seven to six. Uh, he uh, Derek Derek Force he forced uh, Jonathan Taylor to fumble the ball, and uh, just like defensively. Up until the fourth quarter, we were forcing Indianapolis to settle for field goals, and that that that's something you have to give. We have to give Jack Del Rio his great credit on that as well. I think that was key as well. Um, like, and then I, I did I did want to talk about what happened in the first half um, towards at the end of it. So there was this weird. I don't know what this was, but uh, we had scored our first touchdown in the second quarter. It was for a six play, 75 yards, if I remember correctly. Great, great offensive possession. You know, whether it was Washington on the the ground game, finding the holes and getting significant yardage, Taylor Heineke, you know, mixing it up, you know, Taylor Heineke finding open receivers. It was a lot of mixing of run and pass, but, they just could not. They couldn't get going. I I don't understand what this is, and I, I, some of it I, I think it's clock management, which you know I, I know Ron Ron has this history, of not being the greatest clock manager, uh, since it's documented since Carolina, but they had the ball with less than two minutes and three timeouts, and instead of using the clock to your advantage and trying to score like why are you calling scott they call three consecutive runs in a short pass and then on the third it was a th- i forgot what it was third down they tell heineke dropping back the pass he scrambles out the pocket he's short washington had to punt the ball like that is my concern for this offense, because it's just clock management. Why are we? Why would you content? That should be a question for Scott Turner. What was it of well, we're okay going to halftime with a four-point lead? I thought that I thought that this made no sense because um, I, I was completely mind mind boggled on that. I, it made no sense um, whatsoever. I'm just saying that well, like you have three timeouts, you have the, the clock is in your hands um and when, when i look at the when i look at the when i looked at these this game like even though the last two drives for washington were fantastic that does not cover up the fact that the offense for pretty much for three quarters was practically non-existent and Yes, Washington, shot Deshaun Spencer. He got it right. We'll win the, we would win the next three games. But we've won these, these last three games by a combined, I want, is it 
eight points. Washington has shown that it can persevere and it shows how gritty it can be. But on this hand, Washington has shown they 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 they've got some struggles that they have got to clean up. And looking at their schedule, you've got Minnesota next. I mean, you've got I'm sorry, you got Philly, you got Philadelphia next on the schedule. That's going to be interesting because Philadelphia, uh, we I saw how they just embarrassed Pittsburgh. This this is going to be very interesting. Not just Philadelphia, but you've also got the the Texans, which I know. So you got the Vikings, which I think is going to be that's eh, it's winnable. Houston, I mean, excuse me, Philadelphia. That's mm, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Will Sean. No, I I just don't see us winning that game. Then we got Houston, Atlanta, New York, the Giants twice, San Francisco, Cleveland, and then Dallas. Washington can still I still think Washington could win nine ten games easily, but these next two games. I'm I'm going to really focus in on seeing how this offense particularly responds. Now, for the defensive side of the ball, the the Colts did everything right on the defensive side of the ball, uh, because for three quarters you they did all the right things. Now, when you look at the offense, let's just be real. Um, their offensive coordinator, Mr. Brady, uh, was fired. Um, I thought the signing of Matt Ryan gave me uh, Philip River vibes, because remember they had signed, I believe they had signed Philip Rivers as well, and that did not really pan out. I believe they did make the playoffs, but Matt Ryan was benched because then we was just the offense was just not getting the the shoulder thing was an excuse. Uh, Sam Ellinger came in there and I thought for the most part, he did well. Um, I thought they had a chance to win the game, uh, but Michael Pittman had dropped that critical pass. It was, he caught it. It was right in his hands and he just dropped it. Um, and that, and that's, and that's a killer to me. Um, but when I look at the defense for Washington, like Jack Dorio and the defense is starting. These guys are starting to settle, settle down now. When you look at Cam Curl, for example, who I think has been he's still, he's starting to stabilize secondary, you know, um, and it's been totally different since he's come back from his injury in week three. Bobby McCain, great safety, you know, Brandon St. Just, who's been staying healthy, Kendall Fuller, more. There's more. I'm just looking at this defense, and I'm just seeing there's just more. Guys are brought in. Guys are, 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 are like starting to bring into it. And again, as I said, your front four, they should be setting the tone for the defense, like the Cleveland Browns, for example. Your front four with Payne. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, as I was interrupted by that. I apologize. Um, 
I, I, I did see a defense that's just brought in and still you have to give them, I have to give them their flowers. I think they did it. I think they did a fantastic job against the Colts. Um, Jamin Davis, I know a lot of people haven't questioned him as a, as you know, where we picked him in the draft, but like, when I look at the stats, and I pulled this stat up earlier, I have it in my, in my notes. Coming into this game, we're ranked 13th with, I think that's called, was it EPA slash play on defense, top 10 rush defense per play, top 15 in pass, fourth in the defensive rush, success rush, 12th success in the, in the, the pass rush, third overall in defensive success rate. I just also want to point out that they are ahead of Dallas. I, I, I just wanted to bring your hat on that stat. They are a better defense than the Dallas Cowboys. I, that's that's interesting. And I, like this is a – if it's going to take the defense, because defense does win championships. And the Washington Commanders Sunday were very um, stingy, and they made the Colts very, very – I didn't see any adjustments. I didn't see any adjustments at all. But again, as I said, other than Michael Pittman Jr. offensively, Jonathan Taylor, you need others around. You, you got to have some other playmakers out there. That's just me. Um, and again, like when I look at now that again, with Taylor, with Taylor Heineke in, in the lineup, I've seen Terry McLaurin, a side of him that's a little different now. Uh, particularly there was the, the 33-yard catch at his one-yard line because he's from Indianapolis. Um, you know, he had this, like, I think he said, this is my city. I mean, like, I'm, I'm a fan of Terry McLaurin. I mean, that showed why he got the three-year $71 million extension. He, he's a difference maker. I mean, he was it, – it, I, I just – I, I want to see that more often. I I don't know, maybe he and Carson just didn't get on the same page. And I'm hoping when Carson comes back that that can, that that, that can carry over. Um, And he should be the focal point of the offense, then Curtis Samuel, then the run game. Because when you have a focal point, it opens up everything else. And like, even though there's no consistency right now, a quarterback, he's still producing at a high level. And he, I, I, I'm, I'm, I really am happy to see that. Um, but there's some things we need to clean up uh, before we get to Philadelphia. Um, one of them, big plays. We have, we have got to fix this um, because they. <laughs> and, and I, and I said this with the Ravens. This is where you become your own worst enemy. There was the first, I'll use an example, where um, there was the John, Jonathan Taylor. It was a third and two. This was in the first quarter, for example. It was a 27, 28-yard game. And even though we cut him out the end zone, great. Got to get off the field. Mistake number one. Number two, there was the Paris Campbell pass where he got behind I believe it was in the third quarter behind our, our secondary. It's a 38-yard pass. Took the lead with a field goal. And then 
there was the I thought was the game where he uh, it was a pass interference on um, Wild Wild Goose. I think that's his name. Yes, at the six, it was a thirty yard field gain for Indianapolis. Scored and that gave the nine point lead. Now you got Minnesota and you got Philly. Like you've got to fix these problems because you got a Justin Jefferson from Minnesota, Dalvin Cook. Now you got TJ Hawkinson, Adam Thielen. You got you cannot let that happen. And then on Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts got has Devontae Smith. We just saw AJ Brown go off for over over what like 130 something yards and three touchdowns against Pittsburgh. Like these are that giving up the big plays. That's something we have to continue to fix. Um, and then also too, like even when we had a good game against we had a, we had a, we had a good game against Indianapolis. This doesn't take away the problems that Washington still on both sides of the ball still have to clean up. Washington that time has still shown it can be inconsistent and they have to make the necessary adjustments if we're going to be a playoff if we'll be a playoff team. I still think Washington will make the playoffs, but we're finding ways to win games, but they've been ugly. I'd say the really only truly good win was Green Bay. Chicago, I'm not saying that's really a win because Chicago had a chance to win that game, but Darnell Mooney was the reason. You're playing a Packer team that doesn't have – that's dealing with injuries. He almost had a chance to win the game. Then you come into – then you go into Indianapolis. It took you three quarters as an offense to wake up. That's – that's just that those are, are things that we're going to, have to clean up. So that's what I saw um, in the game. But it was a good, it was a good win, a three-game win streak. We're going to Minnesota, and uh, should be interesting. But we're going to move on really quick to our next subject. This was breaking news earlier today. Daniel Snyder is exploring a team, a sale of the Washington Commanders. He hired Bank of America as a possible sale. Um, from I did my research uh, before we came on here. The Washington Commanders we have valued at about five point six billion dollars by Forbes magazine. Um, the sale could have us about seven billion dollars. Um, I I think that this is what's best for Daniel Snyder, the Snyders. Um, since he took over the team in '99, um, we know that he that Jerry Jones is his mentor. And I think he's tried to build this team like it was the Cowboys. Um, it's time for him to sell the team. I, I think that with all the things that has been going on, because they're still being investigated by the House Oversight Committee and the NFL for sexual harassment and financial misconduct. Um, Jim Mercer last month said that there was a meeting to actually remove him. And then uh, Daniel Snyder came out and said, I have dirt on every owner. And I'm like, okay, like, is this... Is that blackmailing? Um, I've you know we a couple questions we need to ask ourselves. Does the do are there twenty four votes? Because you need twenty four votes to oust um, someone as owner. And fun fact, an inter- excuse me, interesting fact: this is the same Bank of America that was hired uh, 
when Steve Ballmer bought the Los Angeles Clippers from then owner Donald Sterling. Um, so like, we don't know uh, what will happen um, in the in the aftermath of those cuts that Mr. Jim Irsay said, Daniel Snyder said, Daniel Snyder came out and said, we're not selling the team. Uh, and then that's when he came up with the, I have dirt. Basically, he's saying, I have information that can, against other owners. Uh, but I think he was just, in my, in my opinion, I believe he was bluffing. Um, but. Since, as I said, he was owner. He bought the team in ninety in nineteen ninety nine. The last twenty three years, we've made the playoffs six times. We have not gotten to a conference finals, um, and I think this whole rebranding the name, um, diversifying, it's all just to cover up multitudes of sins. And um, I would like to see some local DMV businessmen, businesswomen look into getting whether it's a minority or minor stake we don't know yet um but i think this would be good for him i think this would be good for daniel snyder but i think this is also good for the washington commands because this closes it this this could potentially this will close a chapter and this will start a new chapter for the for the for the city and for the team because it there's a lot of stuff that's happened under his watch that he hasn't been held accountable for. And it just bothers me that we have accepted this as a norm and going, well, what can we do? Well, one thing I've said it is don't go to games. Don't support something where you know you're not putting effort into it. Um, look, 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 like, look at how culturally, look at how the Jets – the Giants, other teams, they are winning because why? They are changing the culture from top to bottom. Washington's not done that. Washington has kind of kept the status quo because I think a lot of things, I think Daniel Snyder has, is, is micromanaging. And for me, because once upon a time, the Washington Commanders, they were the team, in the, the football team in the DMV because Baltimore left, the Baltimore Colts left in 84, after the state, after the, the city and the team could have come to an agreement of who would pay, who would pay for a new stadium, because at the time Memorial Stadium was 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 a mere bag of shells, it was basically held by tape and glue. So, Mr. Robert Ursay moved that team, moved the team in the middle of the night. Washington, Washington at the at the time, the Washington Redskins, they were the team in the DMV. Now you look at now, what have they done for me lately? I think it's best in both interests for the Snyders to just sell the team. This is just the beginning. We don't know if it's a major stake or minority stake, but uh, whatever happens, I think this will be a new chapter for the team and for the city of of Washington, DC. So um, that's just my thoughts on the reaction to hearing that a possible sale sell of the team for the Washington commanders is uh, underway. So let's see what will happen. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into our final, final message of the podcast. Incoming message. Thoughts are running through my mind. Someone took some time to find a minute or two to organize. Final message. Um, you know, uh, I saw something that was very profounding 
something I found very profound. It was very had some wisdom. Uh, it was with Deion Sanders, uh, head coach for Jackson State University. Um, first and foremost, I want to send my thoughts and prayers uh, to take off uh, from the group Migos. I was shot and killed um, during a and during a and a dice game. Um, it's it's getting really frustrating to having to keep saying thoughts and prayers all the time. Some at some point we have to look at ourselves and saying, what do we have to do? What do I have to do to be a better person? Like some things are just not worth it. You know, I remember I did an episode of podcast. I think it was like season five or season four. I can't remember. And it was in the aftermath of uh, the that was a situation with the WNBA at the time. Courtney Williams was involved in a uh, off the court incident, and the, vi- the footage of it got leaked. And I remember saying, you know, as an as as celebrities, as athletes, we got to move and we got to think differently. But that's not just with us. That's all us as us as individuals. Sometimes we have to cut our losses. Sometimes we have to ask ourselves, is it worth it? If I do this, what are the consequences? Sometimes we have to look at ourselves and and look at the people around us and going, are they making me better? How can I remove myself from the situation? I'm not saying anything with takeoff. I want you to stay with me on this point. I'm talking in terms of there's too many of us that are dying and there's not accountability. There's not a, this is what we need to do to be better. It's almost kind of like we're accepting this and this, and this is, it should not be the norm. Like how many of us is it going to take for people to go? Yeah, we, 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 we can't, we got to put a stop to this because Think about it. he was killed over a game of dice. Like, does that make sense? It's not just with that. It's with you know, there was a shooting uh, during Halloween. Like, there's certain things we can't. We have to have a 360 view of, of, of around us. We have to be aware now, which you should always be. But there's no sense of security there's no sense of everything's going to be okay there's no sense of this is what we have to do to ensure this doesn't happen to somebody else or to prevent these kind of things from happening because it's it's just we have to we have to change as he said as Deion Sanders said it we have to change our we have to change ourselves we can't change the world I remember, remember the movie Notorious with, with Biggie Small. We can't change the world unless we change ourselves. When we do those things, ladies and gentlemen, that's when you see change. When we look at ourselves as individuals and look, when we look our when we take a look in the mirror and say to ourselves, what do I have to do to be a, be a, to be a better person? That's when you see change. And you instill that in whether it's next door neighbor, best friends, the next generation, so forth and so forth. Those are the kind of things we have to be reminded of. 
and rest in peace take off thoughts and prayers to his family um just sad you know it's just it's it's just i i just i i i pray for better days i pray that we get back as a, as a global community we get back to loving one another because that's something that is needed we need love we need respect we need to get back to those fundamental core things and uh with that being said ladies and gentlemen that's my final message um be tuned in for future episodes i got another video coming out for y'all in just a couple minutes with the Baltimore ravens versus mr dimple a recap of the tampa bay buccaneers and the Baltimore ravens thursday night football game um i'm going to also do a video later in the evening we're going to recap the nfl trade that trade deadline um as well so um until then please like comment subscribe thank you for tuning in for those um that uh, took the time and took a listen to the podcast. But until then, please like, comment, subscribe. I will catch you guys on the flip side. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. I'll see you on a few minutes. Peace. Stay up. Uh, but I get sick of these guys complaining. Uh, these you, young guys, they never call us and say, when a coach is wrong, I'm going to call him out. But when players are wrong, I'm going to call them out. Thanks for the kind words. But listen, I'm going to criticize guys that they deserve it. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it. Thank you for tuning in to Big Nate Sports Talk. If you enjoyed that episode and you want to see more content, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Bring your sports game on Big Nate Sports Talk. It's on all the time, anytime. Thank you. And you help me retain my sanity. Thank you. I want to thank you. Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah.